Welcome to Significant Lovers. Welcome back. This is a true love podcast. Yes. The opposite of true crime. Mm-hmm. We are investigating the love lives and dating history of people in history and pop culture. Yes. Yep. And we are two cousins. My name is Mel. And I'm Kel. Yeah. Kel is leading today's episode. And she's going to teach us all about what couple are we talking today, Kel? We are talking about the one and only Lena Dunham and Jack Antonov. Mm. And Mel, I don't want to freak you out, but I think I may be the voice of my generation. <laughs> or at, or at least, least a voice of a generation. <laughs> Yes. Lena Dunham, she's so <laughs> controversial. So she many people is. hate her. I know, so don't hate us. Don't hate us. <laughs> honestly, what? We are sympathetic <laughs> to Lena Dunham. Oh, I love Lena Dunham. <laughs> and if anyone doesn't know who she or Jack are, Lena Dunham is a writer, director, and sometimes actor. She created the HBO show Girls, mm-hmm. which was on in the 2010s. Such long, a great show. Yeah, it's my favorite show of all time. It's all some other things like the show Camping, and she had a movie called Sharp Stick like last year. I never saw it, but I, I do want to see it. And then Jack Antonoff, he was in the band Fun. You guys probably know that band. We Are Young, Some Nights, you know. And then he mm-hmm. was in, and still is, in the band, I guess, but it's kind of just him, Bleachers. And he's also a famous music producer, working with people like Taylor Swift, gotta mention her every episode, Lana Del Rey, Lord, Lord, we're going to talk about her later, St. Vincent, Claro, lots of people. So they're both, I would say, very talented people. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to learn about this couple. Ah! I had a lot of fun researching this. I felt like I was on I Love the 2010s or something. Do you remember the show I Love the 80s or I Love the mm-hmm. 90s? Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> also because we're in the middle of Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, I just feel like so immersed in this specific time, like 2014, 2015. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was a huge, huge, huge fan of Girls, and I made so many people watch it literally because I had it on DVD, I would just put it on and would always tell people, you can watch season one in five hours. Just do it. You can watch it in five hours, which is true. So I'm excited to talk about them. But yeah, they are, they are, she is quite controversial. People love to hate Lena Dunham. They do. And I can understand, but I almost feel like, um, never mind. I was going to say that <laughs> I just feel like, say it. I don't know how <laughs> I feel like the reason why people don't like her is partially because of like headlines of things yes that people haven't really looked that too far into and she says a lot of things that are taken out of context or like are obviously a joke but then yeah. people take it very seriously 
And a lot of it, like, too, is her artistic style with her show, how she's like, I think I might be the voice of my generation or a voice of a generation. <laughs> her character on Girls is supposed to be annoying yeah, and real, but people, people are a little bit too critical of her because of her character's I think so. narcissism. And I think that she does put a lot of herself into Girls, but she isn't Hannah Horvath, literally. I mean... Yeah, and, and even if it, that is her, it comes from a place of self-awareness and yeah. that everybody has really annoying qualities about them. <laughs> Lena is fascinating because in, on the one hand, she seems so self-aware and then other times mm-hmm. not at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I I, under, I feel like Lena Dunham has also come to represent like white feminism in general. Mm-hmm. And so that's obviously why people are annoyed by her. But I hate to say this, but I think also part of the reason why people don't like her is kind of what I was talking about with Lizzo a couple episodes back is that because mm. she defies beauty standards too, people are a lot more willing to get annoyed by her for yes. the things that she says. Taylor Swift is like a white feminist, but because she's beautiful and everything, and they're good friends, people aren't going to get as annoyed by her. Right. So. And to anyone who doesn't know, I mean, I think what you mean by white feminist is not just someone who's literally white and a feminist, but like somebody that their feminism only really applies to white women, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. I know. I I do think that I don't understand why Lena became, like, the face of that. I agree that her show probably should have had more people of color, but I don't know mm-hmm. why she was targeted as, like, the only showrunner that did that because there's still TV shows today that are pretty much all white people, and definitely in 2012 there were so many shows that were the main characters were white people so I just don't really get why she was the scapegoat for like all racism in tv you know and I I just wonder she was a young woman and a little overweight Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people were jealous of her success because she was literally 24 when she wrote and directed that show and I I do think Lena even though I, I do really like her I do think that she tries to please people Mm. and that's where she kind of puts her foot in her mouth sometimes. Like, she <laughs> she's trying so hard to please people and be, like, really progressive and woke, and then she seems like a hypocrite when she's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So. And that's why I feel like she gets a lot of hate. But again, like what you were saying with her being so young and a showrunner, it's just a shame because there's so few women directors, women producers in Hollywood that yeah. it makes me sad when the criticism and expectations on them is so much more significant because they're held to a different standard we can't just celebrate that this young woman is in charge of her show like we're gonna give her criticism that like you said so many other people are guilty of too but like all of it is coming down a lot harder on her yeah and I mean she was approached to make a show that was based on her short films she had made, which were, like, based on her own life. So it was very, like, autobiographical. So Mm -hmm. that's what she was... That's how she got the job, to make a show, like, about her experiences. So that's how the show turned out. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's writing from her own experience, which is obviously limited to that. To put simply, Lena Dunham is very controversial, but she did have a romance with Jack Antonoff that I think was nice for a time Mm -hmm. but very 
very interesting and the ending is a bit mysterious so i love the song you are in love by taylor swift and she said she wrote that inspired by lena dunham and jack antonoff's oh, relationship i know i saw that we should all just go listen to that after <laughs> <laughs> okay well should i get into this yeah okay three words i would use to describe jack and lena are neurotic Mm. (laughs) Mm. caring sweet and sad oh it was making me a bit sad i think it's a fun episode but it it's a bit sad too okay so backstories who are they jack antonoff i'm gonna start with him because he's older he was born march 31st 1984 to a Jewish family in Bergenfield, New Jersey, just north of New York City. He grew up in New Milford and Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. So I guess they moved around a couple times. He is very proud of take New Jersey. Drink. Oh, yeah, take a drink. <laughs> I still need to make that graphic thing. He didn't move around as much as some other people, though. Mm-hmm. He is very proud of New Jersey. He's written a lot about it in his music and Bruce Springsteen was always a huge inspiration of his. But in high school, he actually commuted to school in Manhattan. Jack was the middle kid. He had two sisters. His older sister, Rachel Antonoff, is now a fashion designer. And her clothes are actually really cool. I went on her website and wanted to buy them, but they're like $300. (laughs) Oh, wow. They're a talented family. Yeah, very talented family. And really tragically, his younger sister, Sarah, actually died of brain cancer when she was 13 years old. Oh, that's awful. I didn't I know. know that. I didn't either, actually. And it was when Jack was a senior in high school. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think that this is the defining moment in Jack's life that yeah. he always goes back to. And Ugh. yeah, he said that everything in his career has been a reaction to that, losing her, mm. all the, anything in his lyrics about sadness, I think is about losing Sarah and feel so bad for their family (sighs) that's terrible so young so young i I mean i just can't imagine being in high school and that happens i know (sighs) it's not supposed to no no it's not i saw a video of he was giving a tour of him and lena's apartment and he had a big picture of her like right in the center of the room above the mantle i guess so yeah so sweet but Around, I I don't know if it was right after this or around the same time, Jack was in a lot of bands in high school. He was super into music. He plays a lot of instruments, guitar, drums, piano, bass, mandolin. He's definitely very smart when it comes to music. I watched this video of him producing a song, one of Lana's songs, and I didn't understand anything he was saying. So he's (laughs) very knowledgeable about that. But He was first in the band Outline when he was in high school, and they actually did all right. They toured, they played in Florida and Texas, and they drove around in Jack's parents' minivan. And from 2001 to 2002, he actually dated Scarlett Johansson. I didn't know that. Yes, they went to the same high school. What? They were high school sweethearts? (laughs) I guess so. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? Wow, we have to cover them. (laughs) I don't know how much information there is about them, but... probably not. That's crazy. What are the odds that they would both become famous? I know. Well, I think they went to, like, a performing arts school. Oh, yeah. You know? So pretty high. But still. Wow. This will come up later, but, you know, 
Lena gets a lot of criticism for her looks and being overweight when she's on girls and I just think it's crazy that he's his ex is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. One of the most conventionally attractive yeah. women in the whole world. Yes. Regarded as the most like yes. one of the most traditionally beautiful. Yeah. Crazy. And then in 2002, him and his friends formed a new band called Steel Train. And, okay, this is random, but this is the band that Evan Winokur was in, which is the guy that Lana was rumored to be engaged to. Oh. But I don't know if that's even true anymore or what the deal is with that <laughs> or if she even really knows him. But <laughs> well, she definitely knows him, but <laughs> uh, I think he's still... Jack and Evan are still friends to this day, so that's nice. Steel Train was popular in the jam band circuit. They had a record deal, but I guess things mm-hmm. fizzled out. And then in 2008, Nate Roos and Andrew Dost, who were formerly in another band, they asked Jack Antonoff to join them in the band Fun. And they already all knew each other from touring and just seeing each other in other bands. Um, yeah. Tonight... <laughs> We are young. Fun with a period. Mm-hmm. No, explanation mark, right? No, it's a period. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I don't know if this makes me old-fashioned or something, but I don't really like it when bands have... Punctuation. Symbols, or yeah, punctuation, yeah. or lowercase. I don't know. You know what? I, I feel like you. That. Like pink, how pink is like pink <laughs> with the oh, yeah. exclamation mark instead of an I. Like, yeah. just, nah. Yeah, it makes it weird in print. Yeah, it doesn't always work. I know. Ugh. Anyway, Fun was very successful, but they only had two albums, Aim and Ignite and then Some Nights in 2012, which had a lot of hits. Like Mm. we said, We Are Young, Some Nights, Carry On. Yeah, they were huge, and they could have been, like, on top of the world, but I don't really know what happened to them. They went on a hiatus and... Never came back. <laughs> oh, maybe uh, they'll go on a reunion tour. Maybe. There's Jack is too big. Yeah, Jack is, he really doesn't need fun anymore. Um, no, he wasn't even that famous in fun. Yeah, because Nate was he, the lead yeah. singer. Um, yeah, he was the guy from fun. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. actually, when him and Lena first start dating, that's what the articles are like. They're like, Lena Dunham dating the guy from fun. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, Nate Roos went on to date Jack's sister, Rachel, older sister, Rachel, for several years, oh. but they broke up. So I don't know if that could have influenced the band, too. Oh, maybe. Well, that's a dynamic that we haven't really explored before when people date their friend's sibling. True. I know. That can make things messy. I mean, people don't really know what happened with them, but everyone speculates that they're was a little bad blood between Nate and Jack, so I don't know what happened. Interesting. This is random, too, but just shows that everything is connected. Now Nate is married to Charlotte Ronson, Samantha Ronson's sister. (gasps) Who we covered. Yes. In the Lindsay Lohan and Samantha Ronson episode. And Charlotte Ronson is also a fashion designer. So, Oh, my God. I guess that guy just likes fashion designers. <laughs> really specific. Yeah, wait. <laughs> that is weird. It happened twice. Yeah. So, yeah, f- fun ended. Some people speculate that Jack was never all in for fun, that he was 
Initially, 60% steel train, 40% fun. Mm. Then it became 60% fun, 40% bleachers. And Nate wanted him to be 100. But that's just fan speculation. He seems like a workaholic. Oh, yeah. He he definitely does. I can't even believe how much stuff he does. Yeah. He has his hands in everything. Yeah. Because he's on the one hand working on his own music. Then he's also like, oh, yeah, I'm working on the Taylor album, working on the Claro album, (laughs) doing this He's working with everybody. I know. Everybody. It's getting crazy. Yeah, so then he's been doing bleachers as well, which I really like. And he's said that it's very inspired by suburban youth and John Hughes movies. Oh. Cool. It's been said that Jack is a germaphobe. And despite living in New York City for a very long time, he hasn't rode the subway since 2001 because of the wow. germs. <laughs> so he drives everywhere in New York. Wow. And he covers his hand with his sleeves to open doors. So he's he's like a real hardcore germaphobe. Yeah, it almost sounds like to the point where it could be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he seems very polite. But also, I would think someone being, I don't know why, I imagine someone that's a germaphobe is kind of uptight. But he also, mm-hmm. he also is apparently a reckless driver and had horrible grades oh. in high school. It's kind of hard to read. He lived at home until he was 28 due to touring with bands, so he was never really home anyway. And he seems simultaneously very optimistic, but also kind of down about the world, too, saying things like, fuck that, you know, Mm. hate that about the world. You know, I feel like he always says stuff like that. But he's very loyal, caring. He seems like a very patient person. And Lord has described him as one of the weirdest people she's ever met. And that he dresses like a scumbag. <laughs> okay. I copied you with the quotes from other people. <laughs> All right. Now, Lena Dunham, oh my goodness, was born May 13th, 1986. She was born in New York City, so not, not that far from Jack Antonoff. Her father, Carol Dunham, is a painter. And her mother, Laurie Simmons, is a photographer. So this was a very very artistic household she has a younger sibling cyrus her father is protestant mother jewish and she grew up feeling culturally jewish and later in life connected more to judaism so mm-hmm. her and jack have that in common lena has said that she was bullied as a kid things like kids pushing her down and would count how long it took for her to stand up she said that she felt very much like a loser and mm-hmm. in seventh grade she transferred schools to I think she went to kind of a hippie, I don't know, experimental type of school before this. And then she transferred to St. Anne's School in Brooklyn. And that's where she met Jemima Kirk, who plays Jessa on Girls. And that's where they became friends. I think she's so cool. Lena was diagnosed with OCD as a child and continued to take a low dose of clonopin until 2018. And she has also, her whole life, suffered from endometriosis, Mm -hmm. which will be a big part of the story. So I think a lot of the stuff in Girls about Hannah having OCD with the repetition and everything, I think that's from Lena's real life. That makes sense. If you guys saw that. She briefly attended the New School University in New York 
And then she transferred to Oberlin College in Ohio, which is where the girls went on the show Girls, and she studied creative writing. In college, she produced several short films, which were on YouTube. And I don't know if they're still there, but I actually watched one of them back in the day. And I liked it. She launched a web series in 2007 called Tight Shots on the website Nerve.com. And then after graduating, she returned to her parents' house in New York, and she continued to try to make films while she was babysitting, and she wrote for The Onion and The AV Club. That would be interesting to find her articles from that. Oh, I know. (laughs) I wonder if they're still out there. She then wrote, directed, and starred in a film called Creative Nonfiction in 2009, and that was actually shown at South by Southwest. And then her and a friend created a web series called... Delusional Downtown Divas, also in 2009. Then she wrote, directed, and starred in another DIY film, Tiny Furniture, which stars Jemima Kirk, a.k.a. Jessa from Girls. This was also at South by Southwest, and this is kind of the film that made her successful because then it was picked up by IFC Films, and it received a wider theatrical release probably like in New York, and Judd Apatow, the director and producer, saw the film and approached Lena about developing a TV show for cable channel HBO. So that's how it happened. That's so impressive. You know what I was thinking of as you were talking about Lena Dunham? I think a lot of the people who I know who are very critical of Lena Dunham, especially because I went to a a school called Emerson College, which is really liberal. It's a performing arts school. People there are very... Yeah, film school. People there are very outspoken. But a lot of the people who hate Lena Dunham are people who, ironically, are very similar to her. (laughs) I almost feel like it comes from a sense of self-hatred because the people... It's like they're critical of her because they're annoyed by parts about themselves that remind them of Lena Dunham or something like yeah. I don't know no I can like, totally how see are you that. any different from her <laughs> and I think sometimes we get jealous of people that are so outspoken and just doing whatever the heck we they want because we feel mm-hmm. like wait a second I I'm not allowed to do that or like I feel like exactly. I'm not allowed or I wouldn't do that mm-hmm. how can you do that so I don't know so true I do think a lot of people were probably jealous of her success um, mm-hmm. again like women being held to such a high standard of perfectionism yeah and like because she's outspoken and she cares about some causes and she's vocal about them but obviously as her blind spots people just want to villainize her completely rather than yeah. accept that people are not perfect <laughs> according to her book not that kind of girl it seems like lena had a couple of boyfriends before Jack, a few casual encounters too, although she didn't lose her virginity until sophomore year of college. Sorry, Lena, I hope that's not weird, but you said it! (laughs) (laughs) That's a respectable age. Yeah. I mean, wait, never mind. I don't want to say any age is not respectable, but it's a normal, I think that's an average age. I feel like in most TV shows and such, they act like everybody has sex in high school. And that always kind yeah. of bothered me. I, I remember I remember do as much. I know. I was going to say, I remember being upset on Degrassi when 
the last virgin on the show had sex because I was like, I don't know. what the heck? Everybody had sex. <laughs> that's honestly, that's pretty unrealistic. It's normal not to don't if you're mm-hmm. a teenager listening, don't <laughs> don't feel bad. But I think that that storyline on girls where Shoshana, she almost sleeps with a guy and then she tells him that she's a virgin and then he doesn't want to anymore. That pretty much happened in real life to Lena. It's in her book. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. A lot A lot of the show is from her life, it seems. But yeah, she had been dating someone. I don't know who, but then it ended. And then, then Jack and Lena met in April 2012. They were set up on a blind date. Well, as much of a blind date as it could be, because I think they're pretty famous already. But set up by either Jack's sister, Rachel Antonoff, or his friend, the comedian Mike Birbiglia. I read both, so I don't know who actually said it. Maybe they both did. Maybe they both were like, (laughs) you should go out. But apparently Lena was 40 minutes late. Ooh. (laughs) I know. And Jack, despite this, Jack told The New Yorker, I told Lena everything about my whole life because when you really like someone, you want them to know everything about you. I guess it was a good date. Yeah. I don't think it's good to tell someone everything about you (laughs) on the first date. You have to leave them wanting more. I know. And I, I, my next bullet point in my notes was that I do think that both of them seem like they are somewhat obsessive and nervous people and also both very sentimental and nostalgic Mm. and romantic so that's cute but also I can imagine (laughs) that that makes things too much sometimes yeah 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 even though their first date was April 2012 it wasn't reported to the public until September and as I said there were articles saying Lena Dunham is dating the guy from fun And I guess she asked to use some fun songs and girls. Ooh, yeah. It's weird to call it fun songs. (laughs) Some fun songs. December 2012, Jacqueline were seen kissing passionately outside King's Road Cafe in L.A. And at this point, she already had her short hair and overalls. And he was in his classic huge black glasses that Mm. he always wears. It's kind of like Tim Burton in that way. In 2013, oh my god, Lena Dunham. January 2013, Lena adopted a rescue mutt named Lambie, who became her and Jack's dog. And oh, yeah, Kevin does this just ring said, a bell to you? He, yes, my brother, I told him we were doing this episode, and he goes, oh, I don't like her. Didn't she get rid of her dog? Yes, not yet in the story, but okay, they do get rid of, they rehome okay. Lambie. <laughs> Oh, no. They don't kick him on the street or anything, but but Jack and Lena were obsessed with Lambie. They made what? an Instagram account for him, and they, just, they were talking nonstop about this dog. They were absolutely obsessed. So that's why it seems so shocking later on when Lambie is no longer living with them. But we're not, we're not there yet. That will okay. happen, but spoiler. Wait. Uh, what? That's bad. <laughs> I know, I know. But I think... I think when you learn more about it, like, it kind of makes sense. Okay. Um, at least I think it does. But Lena was seen wearing a ring on her ring finger and asked if she was engaged. Mm, don't they what do that? What the F? This is becoming such a trend. <laughs> Why? She must have done Celebrity. that on purpose. It's so attention-seeking. <laughs> I could see her doing that. But she said, 
I am not engaged. I don't want to get married until all gay people can get married. Mm-hmm. That, that will come up again later. She went on Howard Stern, and apparently beforehand on his show, Howard had said that he didn't like girls and that the little fat chick looked like Jonah God. Hill and was a camera hog. Oh, my God. But I know. But then later, after he watched more episodes with his wife, he changed his mind and admitted that he was addicted to the show and that he felt bad and wanted to apologize to her. Oh, that's sweet. I know. So then Lena called into his show. This was actually just after she won some Golden Globes for girls. And they seemed to get along pretty well. And then at one point she said to him, like, you know, I'm not that fat. And he said, you're not obese or anything. Oh, my God. I know. (laughs) Oh, people are so mean to her about her weight. I know. It's ridiculous. That's another reason, though, why I think that people want to hate her is because she's overweight. Yeah. (sighs) But even though that was really horrible what he said, I appreciate that he said he was wrong and apologized. That is nice. Howard Stern also asked her about how she felt about the fact that Jack Antonoff used to date Scarlett Johansson, and she said, It doesn't give me that much anxiety. I feel good. I feel okay. When somebody makes you feel special, I don't think you're that concerned about things like that. That's so true. Yeah. If it's a healthy relationship, then you wouldn't feel insecure about it. Yeah. Fun won several awards at the Grammys that February, and then... That's kind of like the last of fun. And fun is over. Yeah. And then Lena participated in the We Think Alone project by Miranda July, where she wrote a love letter to Jack. And I won't read the whole thing because we're going to have a lot of writing by her. But this is at the end of the letter. She wrote, I felt I could spend four days on a beach with you and it wouldn't be enough time to hear all the stories you have to tell. I literally want to know everything you have ever seen and what you felt like while you were seeing it. And I will be so much better my whole life for knowing those things. I love you, Lena. Oh, that is love. Yeah. She really loves him. It's really sweet. In the LA Times, Jack was asked about the controversy around girls that we were kind of talking about earlier. And he said... I try to stay out of it. There's no one stronger than Lena. That's nice. Hmm. And then in this other article, even though she had just said that, you know, everything was fine about the Scarlett Johansson thing, she said that she felt like she was hallucinating when she learned that Jack used to date Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) Yeah. Now we're in 2014. Lena and Jack moved into a place in Brooklyn Heights together after previously living in Lena's apartment. Apparently, it took a year to close the deal for some reason. Wait, so had they only been dating for a few months before moving in together? It seems kind of like it. I mean, they first met, they've been dating for a bit now because now it's 2014 and their first date was 2012. Okay. Um, but it hasn't been two years yet. Mm-hmm. It's been yeah. like a year and a half. It does seem like they moved in really quickly. Not as quickly as Pete and Ariana Grande. <laughs> but yeah, because I, I actually couldn't figure out when he moved in with her, but... It might have been pretty much right away because I think he was kind of between places, you know, touring. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, that's New York City for ya. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even for the rich and famous. Yeah. More economical. 
Yes. There was a Rolling Stone video called Inside Jack Antonoff's Brooklyn Apartment, and he, he just takes you around the place, and you can see on the wall this sign. It's not a neon sign. It's like a light bulb sign. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like old-fashioned light bulbs. Anyway, it says J Hart L. Oh, cute. Yeah, it's really cute. And they have a lot of pictures of Lambie everywhere, like art, paintings oh, of Lambie. gosh. What is going to happen with I Lambie? Know, I know. It sounds like they're really creative together. It sounds cool. Like, while he's making music, she's writing, and there's doodles everywhere, and it just seems like a very cozy life they have going on. March 2014, Lena directed his music video, I Want to Get Better, for Bleachers. I want to get better. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) November 2014, her book, Not That Kind of Girl, is published, which I mentioned earlier. And she wrote about Jack in it. And I'm going to read a little passage. Okay, this is page 76. For anybody else following along. (laughs) If you can turn your attention to page 76. All right, Kelly. So this this chapter was kind of all about her different boyfriends. And then it says, And then he appeared, gap-toothed, sculpy-faced, glasses like a cartoon, so earnest I was suspicious, and so witty I was scared. I saw him standing there, yellow cardigan and hunched shoulders, and thought, Look, there is my friend. The next months were a lesson in opening up, letting go, being kind, and brave. I have written all sorts of paragraphs recounting those months together. First kiss, first Mr. Softy, first time I notice that he won't touch a doorknob without covering his hand with his sweatshirt. I have written sentences about how the first time we made love, it felt like dropping my keys on the table after a long trip, and after wearing his sneakers as we ran across the park t- toward my house, which would someday be our house, about the way he gathered me up after a long, terrible day and put me to bed, about the fact that he is my family now. I wrote it down, found the words that evoked the exact feeling of the edge of the park at 11 p.m. on a hot Tuesday night with the man I was starting to love. But surveying those words, I realized they are mine. He is mine to protect. There is so much I've shared and so much that's been crushed by the sharing. I never mourned it because it never mattered. I don't know what that part means. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get that. (laughs) Mourned what? So much I've shared and so much that's been crushed by the sharing. I never mourned it. Oh, maybe she's talking about, like, her past relationships. Oh, okay. That she's... Because I guess she... Even though she wrote that about him and she does mention him throughout the book, she doesn't talk about him as much as she talks about other things. Yeah. So maybe that's what she's saying, that writing about things in her past made them like less important somehow (laughs) i don't know anyway i thought that that was just a really nice description and insight into their relationship he does seem like he's a safe haven for her and it just clicks like it all makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah there were rumors again about an engagement but Jack told ABC News that they wouldn't be getting married till it's legal for everyone. That's what I personally believe, he said. To me, it seems odd to get married, especially when someone else can't. And I always believed, especially in my state, that it should be a country thing. Celebrities were always saying that back then. And I, while I do think it is good 
to take a stand and like Mm -hmm. um you know it should be equal for everybody i almost wonder if like it's kind of a cop-out for people, too, if they're in a relationship, but they're not really ready to be like, well, I'm, I'm not going to get married until it's legal for everyone. Oh, yeah. But also, like, in the back of their mind, they're like, but I don't really want to get married anyway. Yeah. I think that this was important to them, but mm-hmm. they did not really think, because they had decided this, they were kind of able to push it off and not think about it. And this will come up once it is legalized, which is actually coming up very soon in the the story, that they actually realized that they hadn't strongly thought about it. Yeah, that's so true. You know? So then it's 2015, and Jack talked to the Times. I don't know what Times, but the Times (laughs) about Lena and said, We've been together for over two years, which for me is a long time, and I still want to know everything about her. That's what falling in love is. You're wrapped up in a mystery novel lost in an exciting world. When I get home from the studio, Lena's the first person to hear anything, and I can tell if something's good or not by her reaction. We both work so much, chip away at the things for so long, that it's not like we get oversensitive. We're not 19. We can take criticism. I love criticism from her. So it sounds like he really loves her. They're in their 20s still at this point. By the time it's their birthdays this year, he is 31 and she's 29. Okay. Yeah. So, they, you know, a little older. Late 20s, early 30s. June 2015, gay marriage becomes legally recognized in the U.S. And Lena tweeted excitedly about this. Oh, she's very active on Twitter, by the way, which is where, like, half of her faux pas and foot and mouths happen. But Lena was very excited, and then she tweeted at Jack and said, get on it, yo, dot, dot, mm. dot, and he didn't reply. <gasps> oh, my gosh, that's embarrassing. No. Do you think he replied privately? Hopefully. <laughs> but, gosh, don't leave. Like, if I did that, like, I wouldn't want to be left hanging there. I know. Oh, no. That's so awkward. I remember this, actually. There were lots of news articles wondering if they would get married now, like they said they would. And around this time, July, a month later, like July 2015, till 2017, this is when Lord starts recording her album Melodrama with Jack Antonoff, primarily mm-hmm. at his and Lena's home studio, at him and Lena's house, and Lord actually lived there with them for a time. Oh, wow. I know, I didn't know that. It's like she was adopted by them. (laughs) Yeah, she (laughs) could have been. (laughs) (laughs) July, that same July 2015, Lena wrote an article for The New Yorker about marriage and her perspective on it and how it had changed throughout her life. I don't know how quickly she wrote this, um, but she talked about meeting jack and falling for him and then his beliefs in equality for lgbtq citizens and why that was a reason she fell in love with him and she said i watched him struggle with the decision of whether or not to perform at straight couples wedding weddings he discussed the matter at length with queer friends concerned that it might be a form of betrayal ultimately he was given their blessing though he seemed fairly tortured about it anyhow the struggle was real and raw for jack and so somehow it became understood between us that we wouldn't even consider marrying marrying until every american had the same right 
and I said it proudly whenever I had the chance, with the grandiosity and intimidations of sacrifice you can hear from certain lesser vegans. But sometimes, in a moment of deep gratitude, I would mutter these words to Jack, unbidden, marry me. They became a kind of code, a way of giving millions of other kinds of loving thanks. And then she talks about how then, when the court, Supreme Court ruled gay marriage legal, she said soon after, another kind of text started to trickle in. Now you can get married. Hello, bride-to-be. So, mm. sounds like she wants it. A lot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so as I said, she's 29 now, he's 31. She went on Ellen and talked about this again and said, The day gay, mar- gay marriage became legal across this country, we were thrilled, we were celebrating. And then suddenly the text started coming in from our friends, from our mothers, from our exercise instructors. We kind of looked at each other. We were like, oh, God, what have we done? We're not going to suddenly just get engaged because it became legal. We better wait for a moment where we feel excited about this, and I'm excited to marry him at some point. But it felt like a lot of pressure to just go for it that day. And then she said, we own a dog together, we own a home together, but the marriage thing is a big deal. Yeah, that's why I feel like when celebrities respond that way, it's an altruistic... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply way to just not answer the question <laughs> right because right they're right. afraid of their own sake so they're just like using it as a cop-out they don't just have say that i don't want to answer yeah. yeah i know they don't have that they don't have that cop-out anymore <laughs> what do people usually say when they are trying to avoid the question yeah nowadays let's see are you gonna get married any oh they probably say you know I don't care about the piece of paper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does Zac Efron say? <laughs> it's serving me for now. <laughs> Classic. It's serving me for now. I don't know about tomorrow, the next day, but right now it is serving me. <laughs> I wish I had been... Oh, I wish I had been doing this all along, but I would love to compile just, like, the iconic quotes from... <laughs> I know. The people we've covered like that. <laughs> <sighs> so, okay, now we're in 2016. There's the Grammys, Bleachers, Taylor Swift, Jack's working with her, Lena's hanging out with her all the time. That's what's going on right now. But also, Lena has been hospitalized a couple times. She's had a few surgeries for her endometriosis. It seems like she's really suffering with that. She had mm-hmm. a ruptured ovarian cyst. April, Jack gives Lena an anniversary ring for four years together. 
Oh. So it's been four years. I feel like if you were really wanting to get engaged and someone gives you an anniversary <laughs> ring, it's like, uh, okay. I, know. I wonder if she was disappointed. Yeah. You're like, what does this... Oh, Whoa, I heard that. <laughs> it's like, what does... Oh, my God. The sounds hey, of the city. It's fitting because they lived in New York. They lived in Brooklyn. That's true. September 2016 is the final day of filming Girls, and I think it was hard for Lena. She said that it was part of her identity and that she was kind of lost after mm. it. And then November, Hillary Clinton lost the presidential election, and Lena was very involved in that campaign and seemed devastated by yeah. that. And then continued to experience a lot of pain and issues from her endometriosis. It seems like she was in the hospital a lot and just generally having a lot of bad days. Um, Yeah. Endometriosis is, sometimes I think I have it, but it just seems so awful because it's like there's Mm. no relief. doesn't even matter what time of the month it is. Have you ever talked to a doctor about it? How do they like, how do they diagnose? It's very, the thing is it. It's so hard to diagnose because for the most part, I think you can only officially be diagnosed is if you have surgery and like Mm. they see the scar tissue and stuff. So like just to get a diagnosis, I think is really adds like a lot of validation, but it's really hard. Yeah. I mean, surgery is always serious. Mm -hmm. So then February 2017, at age 31, Lena had a hysterectomy. Wow. I know. And about this, she said, I've been battling endometriosis for a decade, and this will be my ninth surgical procedure. No doctor has ever confirmed this for me, meaning, like, that she has to do this. But Hmm. they've told me I have a slightly higher chance of miscarriage. Their goal is to preserve my fertility. That is what they consider to be their job. And I laugh and smile, but I know that the blank space, the blank hole that is an empty womb captured on screen is all I'll ever see. And she said that the pain had become unbearable and that she tried everything. She said, I go to pelvic floor therapy, massage therapy, pain therapy, color therapy, acupuncture, yoga, and a brief yet horrifying foray into vaginal massage from a stranger. Oh, my God. I know. I didn't know that. I didn't know they offered that. I know. It's really sad, though, because she has repeatedly said that she wants to be a mother and experience pregnancy. Yeah, that is very extreme. I, yeah. I've read, when that, when she got her hysterectomy, I read articles that said it doesn't actually help with endometriosis, that you can still experience pain after. But I haven't looked into it, so I don't yeah, want to I speak mean, on something I don't know enough about. I think that it didn't end all the pain because part of it is that you have the tissue outside of yeah. your uterus and everything. But I think I think it did help a bit. And she actually, after that, had her left ovary removed, too. Which oh, I didn't wow. know that that was left. It's really serious, though, because doing this surgery caused her to go through the early stages of menopause, just in her early mm. 30s. Yeah, so, which is also a huge hormonal change. Yeah. So she's, like, in perimenopause already in mm-hmm. her 30s. And then, June 2017... People started to notice how odd it was that Lena and Jack hadn't posted any pictures of Lambie, their dog, in a while. Because they used to be obsessed. And then Lena posted on her Instagram telling the world that 
After four years of challenging behavior and aggression, she had given Lambie to a new owner, Danny Shea, who is more educated in Lambie's specific trauma and can better handle him. And what type of dog was Lambie? He was like he was a pretty small dog, it seems. Um, oh, maybe it was a mix. People were really tearing her apart for this, but I don't know. I think that she kind of did what she had to do because there's a lot of stories of Lambie biting people. Oh um, yeah, and especially not if even, they live in the city. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even just her. Like even back in 2013. So this is way before this happened. She had tweeted something about Lambie, like, biting her butt or something. And Jack's sister, Rachel, and Lena's, two of Lena's friends on Twitter said that Lambie also bit them. And it's kind of weird because Lena seemed to be, like, laughing it off, but they actually seemed annoyed by it. Yeah, I would be annoyed, too. If someone's dog bit me and the person wasn't that (laughs) sorry about it. I know. That's a, yeah, I... I hate the idea of anyone giving their dog away because the dog doesn't know and it's you're their family. But it seems like in this situation, they're probably doing what was best for Lambie. And I bet it was really hard for them. But it's better that the dog is in a home where they're getting properly trained. Yeah. And they're probably not in the city anymore. And so the dog isn't around people as much and is not put in situations where, God forbid, it he might attack somebody and then have to get put down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I think it's clear that they loved Lambie. I don't really get why people freaked out about this so much because I've known some people that had to give up their dogs and I don't think they're like evil people for it. They just Yeah, and I couldn't... bet it was a heartbreaking decision that they yeah. had to make. Yeah. It it seemed like it was, but then it got really dramatic because the shelter that she got Lambie from claimed that he had no issues. But oh. I feel, I don't trust that because they're just trying to defend their shelter and, you know, it's kind of like a, Mm. when a business gets a bad review and then they're super angry responding. It does seem like, yeah, and like you said, it seems like there's evidence that Lambie did bite people. Yeah. I mean, also, unless she was, I mean, she's so TMI, as we said, and she shares so much about her life. And unless she orchestrated this or she caused this, I don't know, but she had even posted pictures of herself bleeding from Lambie biting her. Where the anger might be coming from is some celebrities seemingly do get dogs and then get rid of them really quickly as if they're accessories, which I think when you adopt a pet, that should be for life and you should go into it thinking that you're going to be the caretaker for life but yeah in this situation it probably was in Lambie's best interest not to be put in situations where he might have to get put down for behavioral issues yeah it's probably better to like not be in a New York City apartment yeah and I don't know I mean it seems like she she claims she was super dedicated to him and she has had other pets since then too but she probably is busy also and is maybe just not the right person to you know take on a dog that has a lot of needs and I I do think a lot of pets do have issues from a shelter it's not saying that there's anything wrong with the shelter but I think it is just traumatic to be placed in one in the first place yeah and then definitely I mean I even think like my cat lived in a shelter and I feel like he had some issues yeah. I wouldn't blame anybody, and it's just, it is what it is. She did have two new poodles at this time, Susan and Karen. Um, I think she has another I think that makes it a little bit, I do think that makes it a little bit worse. 
That she had poodles. That she got two, yeah, then she got two dogs that are, like, more designery. I know. Anyway, so that's the Lambie drama. It's another time Lena Dunham got herself in trouble on the internet. Yeah. Um, But how come Jack's not in trouble for that? Yeah, I know, exactly. Right? Wasn't it Jack's dog, too? Yeah, see, everyone's so much harder on her. I know. What about Jack Antonoff? What the heck? I also hate this idea. I've seen this a little bit lately with Jack marrying Margaret Qualley, where people are like, oh, wow, Jack really upgraded. Like, people people want to act like Jack. Yeah, like, people want to act like Jack was a victim in this relationship that he was, like, tied down by Lena Dunham. That's so terrible. I know. So then, November 2019, Lena wrote on Twitter that she thought Jack was proposing, but (gasps) that that turned out not to be true. (laughs) Okay, Lena, put your phone away. (laughs) This is a little too much. It's too much. Oh, gosh, I'm cringing. Mel, wait till you hear this. (laughs) She said, I thought Jack was furtively planning a proposal to me with his sister, and he just admitted I actually caught him shit talking shit about me. (gasps) Now I literally can't sleep because I'm laughing too hard and I'm also keeping him awake. 5.5 years, no rock, and you know what? It's real nice. (laughs) Lena, why are you telling us this? I think it's so... I think it's a bad sign when people are that open about their relationship. I know. Because, I don't know. Wait, are, are they sitting in bed and she's tweeting about him? I don't know. <laughs> I'm imagining, imagining it that he's still in the other room. Mm. Oh my gosh. Imagine then he goes on Twitter and he's like, Lena, what the fuck? I know. Why did he do that? Oh, and then there was Because one- it seems like he's definitely not trying to propose. I know. There's one more tweet. She said, They were huddled, and I heard him say, Lena and finger, so it obviously seemed like an engagement ring talk. (laughs) (laughs) But he was actually shitting on her? Yeah. Yeah, what could that be? I don't know. Finger. (laughs) Finger. Yeah, why didn't she tell... Did she hurt her finger or something? What happened? <laughs> that could be anything. That really, I, I do think if people were talking about engagements, I don't know. Like even though a finger is involved <laughs> in that, it's not like a word that it's not necessarily a key word in the yeah. ritual of a proposal. Someone might say like ring size, exactly, or hand. Like how does it look on her hand? But finger, I don't know. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, Lena. Oh, Lena. And then, oh, I feel so bad for her because only a couple months after this Twitter exchange, January 2018, news comes out that Jack and Lena have broken up after almost six years together. Wow. Yeah. So her tweeting that, it's almost like she's so comfortable with him that she's confident that they will get engaged or is it eating at her that he's not proposing yet, and so she's acting out? I know. It kind of seems like both. It is weird mm-hmm. that she said, 5.5 years, no rock, and you know what? It's real nice. That seems a bit salty. <laughs> seems like salty, but she's trying to convince herself otherwise. I know. Oh. <sighs> It's so very cringeworthy. It's very cringeworthy. Both of their reps confirmed it. 
and Lena's said that the break was amicable. Imagine having a rep. Um, I know. <laughs> it'd be I mean, nice. It would be nice. Yeah. Who knows if this is true, but an insider told Us Weekly, as the years went on, it just wasn't a match. She has mm-hmm. been through so much, and she's still trying to figure out the best steps forward for herself and her career. Doing it on her own is the best thing for her now. Navigating her career forward, making good decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I believe the first part, but I don't think I... I don't buy that the breakup had anything to do with her career. No, me neither. And I don't think he was holding her back career-wise. No. I mean, she was the busiest she had ever been when they were newly dating. Yeah. And Which is when you need to almost put the most effort into the relationship because you're getting yes. to know each other. I think she had a lot more free time at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. she had other, she did have projects. She was staying busy. She had the Lenny letter, which was this newsletter she was doing with Jenny Connor. And they were trying to do all these things like publish books. I think she had a podcast. And she, she wasn't doing nothing, but I don't think it would be as busy as running a show, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, on her podcast that I don't know if it's still going because they haven't published any episodes in a year, but the C word it's called, I listened to a couple episodes of it and she mentioned that she didn't say which breakup, but I feel like I could guess which one. She (laughs) said that she got so many texts from people after the news came up saying, just wanted to say hi, people wanting to know what happened, but like just coming out of the woodwork, so thought that was interesting but she also said that it kind of hurt her because she felt like a lot of people that knew her were more interested in her now that she was sad and that this was happening than before you know what I mean like all her acquaintances and people she worked with were I mean it comes from a good place I think they want to help does her come from but, a good place I think it's better like, than the alternative yeah that they don't care about you now that you're no longer with Jack Antonoff that's true I feel like I got what she was saying, though, that they weren't really there for her other times. And then when this happened, they... I think she just thought that some people wanted the gossip. Oh, yeah. You know. That but makes sense. I think she so, does have some friends that care about her. To the cut, she said... I feel like the cut was a big outlet for them. She said, Our relationship probably lasted longer than it should have He's a very loyal person, so he was not going to bail when the going got tough. He literally held my hand when I got an enema on New Year's Eve while Mm. his family celebrated. But when you're sick, so much energy goes into making sure the other person is well that you're not even noticing maybe our schedules aren't compatible. Maybe we want different things out of our lives. Maybe we have different attitudes about what family means. Maybe these essential questions that people have to ask themselves all the time are not being asked because we just want to make sure that I don't pass out at the grocery store. Yeah, they're in survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. To me, it does seem like he ended it. Yeah. Um, I'm getting that, too. A source said that he was seeing someone else <gasps> shortly oh, after this. That's got to be painful. Yeah, and the crazy thing is that this was in Us Weekly. I mean, okay, I don't know if we can even trust them, first of all. I've never really trusted them that much, but there was a statement that said the relationship is done and he has moved on. But then if you look at the Google cache version of the story, like in the back end, (gasps) 
it's because somebody wow. someone notices i didn't oh, i didn't I discover this, this. no no i didn't discover this somebody <laughs> else discovered this that if you look at the cached version it says it's done and is moved on with and seeing someone else who is a musician this was us weekly yeah but they was removed a musician it. lord and yeah, a lot of people do wonder about Jack's relationship with Lord, the singer, and if anything was there or if there was overlap. And I remember you talked to me about this once and I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but I had not honestly looked too much into it, Mel. So then I did. And it is interesting. Okay, so I'll just, I'll tell you some things. So as we said that Lord was like living in their house for a while. And they were obviously very close making her record. And I did watch a clip of them performing at Outside Lands Music Festival. And they did seem really cozy. They were like sitting super close together. And Lord kind of like squeezed his knee. person on Twitter named Hillary made a... 39-page PowerPoint that you can still view <laughs> to prove that something happened between Lord and Jack. And honestly, I love when people do this. I know. Honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of the evidence, I don't know. It wasn't really convincing me that much, but there were some things. Like, Lord has said we were obsessed with each other and that they Ooh. FaceTimed every day. And mm. Lord wrote a huge paragraph for him on his birthday And then they were also seen in Auckland, New Zealand, where she's from, walking down the street, and she was, like, hugging her arms around him. Oh, yeah. That's intimate. Yeah. Very intimate. And apparently, Lena unfollowed Lord and deleted (gasps) her previous tweets about Lord that had all been really positive. (gasps) Yes. That is the most damning. I know. That proves it. I think so, but it's odd for me because really quickly after all of this he started dating somebody else named Carlotta Cole a model so I like, wonder huh? if he I wonder if he cheated with Lord I don't know but then he dated this Carlotta girl really soon after I I don't have the month but literally but like maybe right around maybe this time him and Lord cheated but he didn't leave Lena for Lord. Maybe. I feel like something may That'd have happened. That'd be bad. Yeah. I know. And I don't know if something happened between them. It, I don't think, lasted because then he's dating this Carlotta girl. But it is interesting because if something did happen, Jack did still work with her on her third album. Mm. So I don't really get how that works. But also, no offense, Lord, I've always been a big fan of yours, but that third album was not the best, so maybe their relationship <laughs> wasn't as good anymore. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just gave her the scraps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, some people have said that because... Yeah, it does It does seem not as strong. Yeah. One of the songs sounds so much like one of Lana's songs on chemtrails and everyone has pointed that out so maybe he kind of phoned it in that time (laughs) (laughs) lena was actually asked about these rumors (gasps) with a cut and she answered i mean when does lena never not answer a question i know she said i don't think anything (laughs) happened between them i can never know someone else's life i have never spoken to ella that's her real name about it we haven't talked yeah We haven't talked since Jack and I broke up. 
It was awful, and I couldn't do anything about it except trust what he was saying to me was true. Oh my god, she just told us a lot without... I know! ...telling us. First of all, she called Lord by her first name. To yeah. me, that's, like, that's kind of... I don't know, what do you think about that? That's power that move. She, yeah, and also that she does know her pretty well. Mm-hmm. But to say, I don't think anything happened, and to say, would she say that, like, I trusted what... Yeah, she said, it, I couldn't do anything about it except trust that what he was saying to me was true. Yeah, to me, that tells me she had her suspicions. Yeah. Because... But maybe she didn't have like, any proof. Yeah. And she says, I don't know what happens in anyone else's life. Yeah. It seems like something that she's really had to reconcile with. Like, did, did something happen? And she's letting go of the need to have control over it by just accepting that she'll never really know but she just has to accept and it is crazy we haven't talked since we broke up i think that's weird because i think that's telling lord basically lived with her yeah and that she deleted the tweets even if something didn't happen she clearly had her suspicions and was uncomfortable (sighs) and it's unfortunate that jack put her in the situation to be uncomfortable i know he shouldn't, honestly, he should not be FaceTiming Lord every single day if he's in a relationship, especially if he's dating someone who yeah. has health issues going on. Then they're going to be even Ugh. more nervous. Someone who just had a hysterectomy, like, oh, am I not attractive <laughs> enough anymore? I do think that's And really Lord's sad. way younger. Yeah. So that's tough. I feel like in this relationship, he was probably giving most of his time to so many other women that he's collaborating with. I know. I don't really get why he always collaborates with women. Yeah. I don't get creepy vibes from him, but it's it's just odd. I don't know. Yeah, because he's also so close with all the women that he collaborates yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> they mm. all act like I have a special bond with Jack. Yeah. Whereas usually, I feel like other music producers, they're just like, yeah, we had a Great time in the studio. He really did a great job. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I feel like Ed Sheeran, <laughs> he collaborates with a lot of different musicians, yeah. male or female, and it's not as intense. Yeah. They don't act like they're soulmates because they mm-hmm. yeah. made a record together, but I feel like everyone Jack works with, it's like that. It's like, like we were up day and night working yeah. together. Us at the piano, like we poured our hearts out to each other. <laughs> yeah. What is up with that? <sighs> um, Lena talked also to the cut about Jack's new relationship with the model Carlotta Cole and said, I thought I was kind of proving weird girls could have love too. And now he's dating somebody Aww. who looks regular and normal and like girls are supposed to look. Oh, sad. that is painful. But oddly, Lena follows this Carlotta lady on Instagram. Hmm. And it seems like they actually worked together more recently, so way after all this happened. But I think Carlotta's a photographer, too, and it seems like she did some work for Lena's movie Sharp Stick and that she even tagged Lena and stuff. So interesting. Maybe they bonded after Carlotta and Jack broke up. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I feel like that would be pretty bonding to become friends with someone who also dated your ex after the fact (laughs) it's kind of always been my dream to talk to a girl that dated someone that i dated (laughs) but it's never happened yeah and like share notes and be like me too oh my god (laughs) that that really could create a beautiful friendship it could it could also sadly for lena around this time of her breakup with jack her 
And her longtime creative partner, Jenny Connor, also went their separate ways. Um, They had made girls together, and they had a production company together, and Lenny Letter, their newsletter they did, they dissolved both of them. And I don't know, it seems like they stopped being friends. And Lena seems really distraught about this breakup, too, and wrote about it and said, maybe my illness made me impossible to be close to. Maybe my fame made me impossible to be close to. I'll work that stuff out in the future, but I was not operating in healthy relationships with the people closest to me. Now she doesn't have to absorb whatever bullshit I tweet that day. Whatever I do doesn't have to now be hers, which I'm sure I'd imagine if I were her would be a relief. And then she said, yeah, I'm not for everybody. Do you know what that's reminded me of? Liability by Lord. Yeah. That song really is Lena's anthem, though. It is. She really is. She is not for everybody, and that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. I remember Lena tweeted one time something about, I can't listen to any of my favorite breakup songs because my ex-boyfriend produced all of them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (sighs) That would be tough. She wrote a lot of essays about this breakup i th- i found four of them she wow. wrote a lot about it um that's a I, healthy way to channel your energy yeah better than is. tweeting about it too because you really have to put yeah thought into what you're saying yes she definitely tweeted too <laughs> oh, oh. she's <laughs> just talking about this left and right like crazy <laughs> Um, it is sad, though. I, I feel bad for her at this point. Like, I can tell she's really, really struggling and really heartbroken. Mm. She talks about the end of the relationship, realizing that it's over. And she said, the finality nearly killed me. And I remember muttering, but what if we still want on, went on dates? He laughed sadly, whatever you want. Ooh. I know. Um, and the rest of the essay, she goes on talking about getting used to being alone again and then this is crazy august 2018 months after the relationship has ended because they broke up in january lena mm-hmm. tweeted a picture of a list of baby names she had made with jack in 2015 lena i know okay like now <laughs> you're kind of showing us why you guys broke up because it seems like you have poor impulse control she does oh lena she said, hey, at Jack Antonoff, I just <gasps> found... Wait, a- she tweeted at... <laughs> Lena! I just found a potential baby name list we made in 2015. I could definitely keep this private, but then the world wouldn't know that you suggested carrot over and over. Dot, dot, dot. Love you! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Do you want to okay, hear the names? Okay, that's kind of... Yeah, but wait, that's really unhinged of her. It is. I'm sorry. It is! He might be newly dating somebody else now, right? Yeah. Is he dating that model at this point? Yes. Yeah, he's in a relationship, and it's like you're trying to prove to the world we were so serious about each other that we were even talking about having a baby together. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah, I want to hear the names, though. Okay, the list is Oz, O-Z. Okay. Kelly. Oh, your name. I know. Thank you. (laughs) Na, N-A. Okay. weird. Carrot. Carrot. (laughs) Ricky Lee. Jackie. Eddie. Joy. Cute. Sarah Lee. Zavy. 
Tony with an I, Camilla, Loretta, Ra, Shogo, and Claire. <laughs> oh, see, but here, here's the other thing. Now she's taking away his opportunity to ever use any of these names. <laughs> because his future wife would be like, wasn't that the name you were talking about with your ex-girlfriend? I know. Lena. That is so weird. And did he respond? Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> I hope you're not listening, Lena. I really am rooting for you. After the list went out, she called Jack a few times, and he didn't <gasps> pick up right away. I wonder if she's blocked, because Maybe. why else would she have to? Well, yeah. then he did get back to her. He was in the studio, I guess. And then he, I th- I don't know if it was a text or a phone call, but he said, no, it's funny. Oh, okay. But still, that sounds That's just chill like, of him. It is chill, but it kind of sounds like he's just being like, yeah, yeah. Not even putting any energy yeah, into like, it. don't freak out. Yeah. Like, it's funny. It's almost worse. It's like I know. he's indifferent to it. Oh, God. And she said, I think this was to the cut. She is telling this whole story. She said, he knows that being the hysterical ex-girlfriend is kind of like the weirdest, funniest public performance. But she admits that it hurts, too. You know what? In a way, I relate to her, though, because don't we all do those things where we're like, that was too much of me. Like, why yeah. am I making the situation worse? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever do that, but I've definitely acted like a fool and then been like, Jesus, mm-hmm. why are my emotions getting the better of me right now? I know. I feel like that's why it's so hard to read about all this in a way because you can kind of um, relate to the urge to do things like that but i know especially (sighs) when her whole persona is tmi and pushing the envelope that it's like it's kind of in character for her to do but it's too far (laughs) she also told e that she'll always wear the ring he gave her the anniversary ring because love doesn't have to be defined the way we in Western culture define it as beginnings and ends. Oh, that's sweet. I mean, mm-hmm. it is like she's holding on to a part of her past. Mm-hmm. I mean, that reminds me of our Carly Simon and James Taylor episode. When oh. Carly was like, I found peace when I accepted that I could still love somebody even after mm-hmm. the relationship was over. It doesn't have to end. Yeah, that can really help. Because sometimes mm-hmm. the hardest thing is feeling like you have to let go of that love and like you don't want to mm-hmm. or you don't feel ready yet. And it's okay to yeah. still love somebody. Yeah, and not do anything it. about it. Yeah. November 2018, she was interviewed for The Cut again and said, I texted Jack last week and said, and this is in capital letters, how does it feel to have dated someone everybody hates? And he wrote back, the only they only hate you because they love you so much true story which is like what a sweetie what a liar and a sweetie mm, it does seem like she wants to get back together yeah and she said that jack used to tell her you're a provocateur and you don't even know it you have to look at the fact that when you say things you're not just trying to please sometimes you're actively trying to displease people and he mm. forced me to look at the side of myself that had the desire to poke the sleeping bear Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel bad for her though because it just it seems like she's going through a tough time she's also talking about how she's struggling seeing people around her that are pregnant and having babies and yeah then I'm not sure when in 2018 but at some point in 2018 she attended rehab for her addiction to anti-anxiety medication specifically uh. clonopin 
and she said, I was, to put it lightly, misusing benzos, even though it was all doctor prescribed. It stopped being, I take one when I fly, to I take one when I'm awake. So it seems Mm. like she did get help, though, and she's been sober to this day. That's good. Yes. Yes. She continued to write a lot about Jack, though. 2019, she wrote for Domino Magazine, which is like a home magazine, about buying a house with him and she wrote about how she decorated the place without him and he hated it (laughs) which she shouldn't have done that i know Um, (laughs) and it seems like it really hurt her for some reason i don't know i do think she's a little unreasonable like you should again that reminds me of carly and james because of the pool yeah And then in 2019, she wrote about heartbreak again, this time for The Guardian. And it was an article about British Love Island, but she also talked about Jack in it. Let me see. At the, I mean, I don't know if I'll read the whole thing, but I just thought it was sad at the end. She said, I hope I meet someone who is okay with an infertile, chubby, controlling fantasist who has made a lot of mistakes but can't stop trying. I hope I can show my children what it means to love with intention without losing oneself. I hope the villa is always full of smiling faces, hopeful hearts, tearful losses, and ecstatic gains. I hope we can keep cracking on into the future forever. I hope that summer never ends. So it seems like she was hopeful that she would meet somebody again. Yeah, it does seem like she is a hopeless romantic. She is. It definitely seems like, we've seen this in some other relationships, that Jack never really talked as much about Lena. Mm-hmm. It's not that he didn't, he was avoidant about it or anything. Like, I saw him mention her in some interviews, but, I mean, he's not like her. Like, he's not going to write a whole essay about the first time they made love or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think he's written about her in his music since the breakup? A lot of Jack's earlier happy love songs by Bleachers, I'd say both the first two albums, I think we can infer are about Lena. He Mm -hmm. even has a song on his second album called Let's Get Married, which is very sweet, and I think it's about her. But then on his 2021 album, Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night, which is after their breakup, he has a song called Don't Go Dark, which seems like it could be about lena and it's quite negative the lyrics are what are you gonna ride for no one at all hey are you gonna cry on demand just to get your number called oh baby i know gone i know gone i know out of this world because i've slept in my bed alone next to my girl so what do you want just don't go dark on me and then he says um then you cry on my shoulder like little child do what you want just don't go dark on me and you're waiting to be saved but ain't nobody coming it's the same party trick, your dream until you're running. Do what you want, just don't go dark on me. And at one point he says, I dream a little dream, she's not out of it. Then I watch her take another pill, take another pick, then flip another switch. You've just been waiting your whole life to find someone who can stand in your storm. I stood there and something was missing. I still see you, honey babe, but it ain't me that you'll be kissing. So... I think that's clearly about her, and it just sounds like someone that has a lot of troubles, and he's basically saying, like, I can't be part of this anymore. Yeah. Um, I feel like he had moved on, and he yeah. has. He is married now to the actress Margaret Qualley, and I think it's so interesting because she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 
and so oh, was yeah. Lena. Yeah. They were both in the cult, the Manson cult. So they know each other. So oh, weird. Wow. I know. But Lena has moved on too. She got married. She met the English Peruvian musician Luis Felber in January 2021. And then seven months later, they got married. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And she seems seven months later after meeting? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's quick. I know. She really wanted to get married. You know, you know. Yeah. Um, By the way, the. What's what's that oh, yeah. song? That's about Margaret. Jack. Yeah. Yeah, Margaret. Yeah. That's about Margaret Qualley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is so interesting all these other characters like Taylor Swift and Lana because mm-hmm. Lana seems very to be very good friends with Jack and Margaret Qualley. Mm-hmm. And then I know Taylor Swift was friends with both of them. I don't know if she's still friends with Lena. I think she is still friends with Lena, yeah. but it does seem like she spends a lot of time with Jack. And if I was Lena, that would be hard for me. Yeah, me too. I feel like if I go through a really bad breakup with someone, I don't really... Not that I want to put friends in a position where they have to choose between you, mm-hmm. but it can be a little too painful to hear about the friend from the other person and to like, yeah. witness them get to spend time with someone that you miss a lot. I think it would be really hard. But, yeah, she has a lot of connections to him still, so I don't know. Chances that they'll get back together? (laughs) Zero. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, the baby name tweet was the nail in the coffin. I know. And I feel bad because it seems like she was embarrassed that she did that. I know. Who gets custody of you? (laughs) Probably Jack. I think I'll still say Lena. I, I would like to hang out with her. I think she'd be funny. But yeah. Jack does. I do feel bad for her, but yeah. I I can I can picture her being someone who is hard to be around sometimes, like Mm -hmm. she said. But it does seem like she has a self awareness about that. And but I do love people who are just authentically themselves. Me too. I don't know. I think she would be lovably annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I expect I don't know. I didn't come out of this loving Jack Antonoff. I thought I would get to know him more and like him more, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't really get I don't him. feel like I, yeah, I don't feel like I got to know him as much through this other than he seems a little bit passive. Yeah, he does seem passive. It seems like maybe he would have wanted the relationship to end sooner, mm-hmm. but was just going on with it. And that's basically what she said. Well, I wish them both the best. Me too. I'm happy that they both have found partners and yes are moved on and well i guess we we already said what next week's episode is Mm-hmm. next week on the patreon we're picking up where we left off with ariana grande and pete davidson in our last Woo! episode it's so weird that this was such a short relationship but there's <laughs> way too much to say that we couldn't even fit it all in one episode. So in our last episode, we only covered the first two months mm-hmm. of their relationship. And in the next episode, we will cover the next two months of their relationship, the final two months, <laughs> and anything after the fact. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well... Thank you guys so much for listening. 
And we'll get back together next week. Back together next week. Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I come back again? Tell me.